challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Before we dive into our topic in this episode, I want to tell you that while you're listening to this, I'm actually in Latin America. I pre-recorded this podcast for you because I'm involved in one of those mini tours that I've told you about in Latin America. Let me tell you that my firm, Great Man, is working hard to take the message of noble manhood to the world. We are going to do events all over the world. And right now, we're very focused on Latin America because the Spanish translation of my book, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, is opening up tremendous opportunities there. I want you to help us. I'm going to be bold about it. I'm going to be quick. Uh, I need, in the next years, hundreds of thousands of dollars to impact men around the world. I want to go to places where they can't afford to even hold an event, where they certainly couldn't afford to buy a book. Um, I want to be able to give them books. I want to be able to pay for the venue. I want to be able to fly good men's teachers over there. I put them up, pay them a little bit of money. Uh, I want to be able to impact men around the world. And some of the men who most need to be impacted are in the most impoverished areas. So we're going to try to change manhood in our generation, and it's going to take some money. I promise not to bother you. I'm not going to besiege you. If you've sent us your email, we're not going to use that to you know, constantly hammer you for money. But I don't mind mentioning from time to time on this podcast. You'll see mechanisms for giving when you go on our website, greatmantv, greatman.tv. TV. And uh, we just, we really, all those of us, especially in the West and in North America, where we're really seeing a great man movement arise and a noble men's movement going forward powerfully, uh, we want to be sure and be generous so that the rest of the world, so the men throughout the globe can be impacted. So that's what I want to say to you. Please give, please give generously. If you are in charge of church budgets or corporate benevolent budgets or any of that kind of thing, please talk to us, please communicate with us. Uh, I want to be very open and transparent. This is not paying my salary. This is not buying me another house or buying me a jet. There's nothing like that going on. This money will be used to impact men around the world, and we're going to need a lot of it. Okay, enough said. I want to talk to you in this podcast about the difference between relief and restoration. Relief and restoration. I'm concerned that some men focus on relief when they should be focused on restoration. Let me tell you the difference. Relief is short term. Relief is uh, the glass of wine that you have. It's the food that you eat. It's the rest that you get. Um, It's the jacuzzi. It's the massage. It's whatever you do for short term relief. Uh, for short-term lifting of the weariness or the pain or the exhaustion or what have you. Um, Relief is, again, short-term. It is a a lifting of the hurt, a lifting of the pain, an easing of the weariness. There is a good, normal, healthy place for relief. Let me just say right up front, nobody enjoys the jacuzzi or the massage or the book by the sea or the glass of wine. Um, or the, you know, the, 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 the vacation with Bev. I mean, nobody enjoys that kind of thing more than I do. We need to have relief in our life. In fact, you should have some form of relief 
every day, even if it's just a quiet moment. Again, the glass of wine with your spouse when you are uh, come home, a hot shower, you know, whatever it is, relief is part of life. Just, you know, just taking off your shoes and rubbing your feet is a form of relief. All of that has its place. What we tend to do, though, is we tend to lean toward relief for things that really need restoration. Now, restoration is where there's something deeper, more substantive, maybe more long-term that is a problem. And so what we do is we use relief. We use the food, the booze, the massage, the the vacations, the whatever, uh, to try to ease the pain of deeper, more long-term things that really need restoration. Let me give you an example. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, He's a good man. He leads an organization. But his father was unbelievably harsh on him. Uh, His father wounded him and lacerated him. And every day, my friend lives with the insecurity and the haunting of his father's disapproval. This This is a standard man experience. I could break this truth out of, in this pattern, out of Churchill's life and other people's lives through history. Uh, Men tend to carry their father's curses, if there were curses, with them. Okay, that's an issue that needs restoration. That's an issue when this man is haunted this way, when this man feels this insecurity, and when this man is driven to outstrip his father's curses and, and, and uh, you know, prophecies about him, etc. Um, that, that's an issue that needs restoration. He needs some help to go back and look at who his father was and look at what his father embedded in his soul and look at how it wasn't true and try to unearth, pull these words like barbs out of his soul, so to speak. That would be restoration. That would be him beginning to live a normal life, not driven by this harshness that his father embedded in him. But my friend doesn't do that. Uh, my friend instead drinks. Because that started perhaps as a light form of relief, perfectly acceptable, it's perfectly fine for you to come home and have what one of my friends calls brown water in the evening, he's talking about whiskey, or a glass of red wine, whatever, whatever it is you know, that's, that's appropriate. Obviously, getting drunk is, is immoral and wrong and destructive and damaging, but, but obviously the consumption of alcohol, you know, I think that's, even, even the Bible says that that's one of the reasons God gave it to us. <laughs> Okay, so unless you have an alcoholic, uh, you know, DNA in your family, then it's appropriate. My point here is not alcohol, but I'm simply saying alcohol was given to us for relief. Massage was given to us for relief. Hot water in a bathtub was given to us for relief. Quite frankly, that fried chicken dinner or whatever was given to us for relief. Relief is built into our lives. What my friend can't do is drink enough to silence the need for restoration in his heart. You see what I mean? He, the drinking doesn't, doesn't do anything but give short-term relief to a long-term problem. It gives short-term relief. Yeah, if he drinks enough, he doesn't have to think about his father. He doesn't have to feel the pain. He doesn't have to feel the, you know, the workaholism in his soul trying to outstrip his father's curses. But he's going to destroy his life. He's going to destroy his marriage. He's going to ruin his children. He's going to ruin his health. Uh, he's going to do something stupid. He's going to get arrested. And then he's going to get fired from his job. Um, or he's going to end up in prison uh, for having killed someone. And all that kind of stuff that comes from drinking too much. And all of it is because he's not capable of turning and facing the need for restoration in his soul in his heart, the more long-term thing he needs. Okay. Let me take another example of a gentleman I know. And by the way, I'm sharing both these stories with permission. Both of these men have said, yeah, I'm realizing the cycle. You're helping me. You're welcome to talk about it without mentioning my name. 
Another friend of mine is almost 400 pounds. He too leads a, a company, an organization. Uh, and, in, and in his situation, he was horribly abused when he was young, uh, sexually and otherwise. And so uh, he eats to medicate. And, you know, psychologists might tell us he also eats to not be physically attractive. So he's not abused. There may be a little boy inside of him saying, let's be fat and they won't want us, you know, because that's that's what happened when he was young. He was apparently, you know, cute and attractive and uh, in, in ways that, that drew perverts. And so then this is, these are all his words, by the way, he's telling me this. So now he's 400 pounds. He's eating to medicate his pain. He's also perhaps, uh, you know, beneath the surface in a ways maybe he doesn't recognize uh, eating to be unattractive. And um, because that he thinks that'll keep the abusers away. And so he's ruining his life. He's less effective than he could be he's shortening his life. You know, his family loves him, but they're concerned and, and maybe a little embarrassed. Uh, and this guy is not is going to live his life in pain. What does he need? He needs restoration. He doesn't just need relief. Thank God for the relief of a good meal. May we all enjoy that every day, you know, that we're not uh, fasting or training or something. But, but, that's, but, but if, you, if, you, that's the, if you go after that kind of relief for issues that need restoration, well, there's not enough food in the world to kill that pain. So you'll eat yourself into oblivion. You understand what I'm saying. And thus our addiction to pills and thus our addiction to, I don't know, uh, workouts and, and uh, making our bodies to, to, you know, trying to craft our bodies in a certain way or our addiction to work or our addiction to ownership, or we try to get relief through whatever. I know people who take about seven vacations a year. Great, fine. If you can afford it and that's what you want to do, do it. But if you're doing it to create relief for something that needs restoration, well, see, it, 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 you're now in addiction land. You've gone from just the normal, righteous relief we all need built into our lives all the time, year round. Uh, and instead, uh, you've begun to step into addiction land. Yeah, owning cars can be an addiction. Yeah, vacations can be an addiction. Yeah, massage. I know guys who have massage just almost twice a day. And I'm thinking there's something else going on there. Now, my point's not to condemn or preach or you know, be harsh. My point is to say, I want you to be whole. I want you not to be given to addictions. I want you to be good, noble, righteous, great men. And if what you're doing is something is using relief to mask something that needs restoration, if what you need to do is turn and face your father, whether he's alive or not, just face his, his impact in your life, or face your mother, or face your failure, or face the thing that former wife said, or whatever, all of it. Face your own failures, face your own criminal years, face your own whatever it is, and you're using relief, trying to use relief to address what needs restoration. Well, you're going you're gonna to end up in addiction land. You're going to end up just trying to do too much of a form of relief, and it will frankly never mean restoration. These are two different critters, relief and restoration. So in a normal life, uh, in a healthy life, you have relief going on all the time. Like I say, it's as simple as rubbing your feet when you take your shoes off at the end of the day. It's as simple as the, the stretch you do at, uh, at, the, at, at your gym. It's as simple as the glass of wine you have with your wife when you come home. It's as simple as the, the good meal and, and uh, you know, putting your feet up and watching the reruns of The Closer or, or whatever. You know, uh, That's relief. All that's relief. Uh, touching each other and romantically and going on vacation. All of this is relief that's built into our lives. That's why we have weekends. That's why there's five o'clock when the work comes to an end. We need relief. We can't be all about the hard stuff. But there are things in our lives that need restoration. 
And usually they're big things that have lasted for years. Um, and they're driving insecurities, their pains, their curses, their words that echo in our minds, the haunting of our past. Those things need restoration. And if you try to relieve them, well, you'll be eating fried chicken 24-7 for the rest of your life. You'll be shoving Oreos into your mouth. You'll be putting a white powder up your nose. You'll be putting Jack Daniels, you know, looking at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels about every half a day. And all of that will destroy your life. Why am I saying this? Because I want you to be whole. Because I want you not to mistake the need for restoration for the need for relief. I want you not to step into addiction land. And men in particular can be haunted about their pasts because they don't turn and face them. We tend to muscle up. We tend to bull our way through it. We tend to push and we think we can outstrip it. But the father's curses, as in the example of Winston Churchill that I have in my book, great Mansfield's book of manly men, um, you know, you have to turn and face it eventually. You have to, you have to somehow deal with it. Otherwise you'll try to, you'll try to drink it to death to keep it from haunting you. And it just doesn't work that way. A good man, a noble man, a righteous man gets the restoration he needs and then enjoys the lighter, more short-term relief that we all ought to have as regular things in our lives. Guys, I love you. I want you to be whole. I want you to be valiant men. And you can't do that if you don't face the need for restoration in your life. Get with friends, get with your band of brothers, get with pastors, get with people, get with therapists if you need to. There's no shame in that. Some of us really need to sit with some people who are good at this kind of thing and and can help fish around in our souls a little bit to figure out what's going on. Now, look, if you're in a band of brothers, you got guys around you, look at the guys who are with you. See if you can see relief, replacing, restoration. See if you can see it in your own life. And let's all get whole together. Because this is one of the arts of being a great man. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.